0: So it's been a very busy weekend uh, for the South African Social Security Agency, SASA, and uh, Minister Batabile Damini. And um, with only 26 days to go before the social grants have to be paid to 17 million grant recipients, um, the minister assures us that it will be paid. But of course, there are still many questions around just how that will be done.
1: Indeed, and I think, if anything, there are now even more questions and answers. Um, she's only told us that it will be paid, and as you say, given those assurances, but uh, refused to disclose any details in terms of how that will be done. So apparently there is an agreement in principle with the, the current um, providers of the service, cash pay master services, or CPS as they're called, um, but this uh, agreement is in contradiction with the findings of and the ruling of the Constitutional Court. So I think one of the big questions would be, who would be able to sign such an agreement? Uh, the Director General resigned over the weekend. The, the current Sasa CEO is on sick leave, so there's an acting CEO. Treasury has not been involved in these negotiations. They have not approved it, and in fact, if they were to approve it, they too will, be in, um, will also be flouting the Constitutional Court. So the question has got to be asked, how valid will such an agreement be? How long will it be enforced? And and I guess at what cost will it be agreed to? Um, And I'm not just talking about the cost in monetary terms but also in terms of allowances that might have to be made for other businesses and services offered by CPS and its business partners. Um, But you know, for me, one of the burning questions that really remain is why not use Post Bank? Why insist on using an external party in contradiction of the Constitutional Court ruling when there is a government entity, Post Bank, which is both willing and to step in um, to avoid both the payments crisis and a further breach of the constitution, and, and, and bear in mind, Bank is not the post office; it's a very well-functioning bank that already offers most of the services needed to pay out the social grants, uh, and it has a massive physical footprint across the country, so really very well positioned um, to, to step into this into this void that is being created. Um, but yeah, I guess ultimately the most important question of all of them comes from those 17 million grant recipients who are. Ask, will I actually receive my money on, on
0: April 1st? And if not, how how will I survive? Mm, indeed. Uh, but of course at this point, um, uh, you know, I'm thinking we perhaps have to go with the Minister saying it will be paid. The details, of course, is another matter altogether, but uh, 26 days to go and we'll know, I suppose, Nareena. um yeah. uh, Let's turn our attention now to the release of the uh, final quarter GDP growth for 2016 that's due out tomorrow. What can we expect there?
1: So I think the mining and manufacturing stats that we've seen have indicated that we can expect a contraction of around 1% for quarter 4 GDP, which will take growth for 2016 as a whole to to no more than around half a percent. Um, This is expected to be the low, and it will rise from here, but the risks are that those forecasts of how high and how quickly it increased from these levels, that's really where the risk lies. So I think even the most optimistic projections for the next three years on not enough to make any noticeable impact on unemployment. Um, you know, Robin Gordon in the budget speech um, indicated that that he expects around 2.2% GDP in 2019. And that's one of the more optimistic forecasts. Now when we look at things like fiscal discipline, um, so these are things like our budget deficit, our debt ratio and so on, these things are typically measured and expressed as a percentage of, of GDP um, and uh, when we look therefore at the health of the fiscus of the, of the government finances um, GDP is an incredibly important, um, not just a indicator of growth, but a, a denominator in all of these metrics and in technical budget briefings, treasury officials has revealed that there are significant risks building in the fiscal system and that these have become more innovative since the October medium-term budget. And the Treasury chose not to lower its growth forecast or to tighten policy further in, in, in the recent budget. Um, their own modelling shows the current level of public spending is sustainable only if growth returns to its historic average of 3% and above. Um, but if growth remains stuck below 2%, this stable debt pass that we so need will be very difficult to sustain at current levels of expenditure, even if there's no new policy initiatives that are undertaken. And I, and I guess a big part of the problem for the past debt is that government expenditure has been allowed to grow faster than GDP growth and tax revenue. It's climbed from just under 25% of GDP in 2007 to the 30% level where we are today. And spending growth is expected to increase by 2% above inflation for the next three years. So as a result, we've we've really reached our fiscal limits, and as long as growth fails to recover, um, the country won't be able to afford the existing levels of expenditure, let alone any new policies that, that they want to put in place. Um, and, and these long-term policy aspirations of our politicians far exceed the available resources that we have in South Africa. Tax revenue is hugely at risk. This year, the shortfall will be already fifty billion rand. And if the growth forecasts that we currently have are too optimistic, these shortfalls will continue to rise, which means further tax increases in future years. And, and you know, if any of the forecasts for these budget components are not met, the metrics which are used by the credit ratings agencies will continue to deteriorate to the point where a ratings downgrade will become inevitable. So, yes, focus on the growth numbers tomorrow, extremely important, but probably more importantly, what about the GDP growth outlook from here on out?